Hello, hello, hello. Another week, another podcast. <laughs> and welcome to another episode of The Third Wheel. I'm one of your hosts, Aaron Conway. And I'm your other host, Hamish Lackman. And today we are joined by a friend of ours, went to university together, lived with James for two years, three years really, kind of. Why don't you introduce yourself, James? Hello, guys. Thanks for having me on the podcast. As you've mentioned, my name's James and I live with Aaron for two or maybe three years. Solid. <laughs> <laughs> not liquid, not gas. Uh, wow. Yeah, so I think, yeah, I, I lived with James for two years. Um, Hamish, how do you know James? Um, I met him through you, obviously. And then I believe we had a FIFA series together. Yeah, I think Big it was just time. mainly FIFA. I beat him in the first time I played him at FIFA, after I got slapped by Aaron. Um, and then since there, yeah, we just were friends. And then I played floorball with him at some point. So, yeah. so we had a bit of a FIFA series going on for a couple of years, I guess. We did indeed. Very that- successful <laughs> one for myself. I must say so. <laughs> Oh my god, I and Robin it will still haunt my dreams oh, for years Obama to come. And, Obama <laughs> towards the end, yeah. we, we forget about that. I think I was on a, was it a 74 win streak or something? I was <laughs> like on a 74 <laughs> loss streak. <laughs> we used to have these, what do we do? We made some like custom teams. Yeah, so like, it, did a draft thing. It started actually, it's a funny story how it started. So we, we just moved into our house together in second year and it was September and so only Aaron and me were in the house and the in early in the morning the the doorbell rang and there was like a delivery man was that right you answered I the door i don't know if i can oh oh is this yeah. oh, you okay. answered the door and uh to to accept the package and your bedroom door shut behind you locking you out <laughs> and oh. you for some reason you just didn't want to wake me up so i was awake for most of it just in my room uh for about five hours I'd say and you were just sat in the living room with nothing like without your phone like without your laptop or computer or anything and you were just sat on the on on the sofa for five hours and that was where this idea was born it was just it was freezing as well yeah that that was a cold house yeah you in your pajamas yeah oh that was embarrassing I, I don't know why I didn't message you or something well i couldn't message you because my phone was in my room yeah i know but i was literally i was literally like 10 meters away and i think you came down as when you came down you're just like okay and then i was like (laughs) oh i've been here for far too long (laughs) just doing nothing literally just thinking to myself or thinking of this fifa series maybe i don't know yeah i remember like you just sat on the sofa just looked so awkward like and that is how you've been sitting (laughs) Was oh that was bad. I that can't believe bad. he did that. But yeah, so that was at the time we'd had like an Xbox like 360 and like FIFA 10. Oh, those are days. And yeah, you said like I've been thinking we should do a a series on FIFA where we like pick our favorite like legends or something, make a team. And oh just, yeah, we had just the, play each yeah, other. The legends one. And that was kind of where where the idea was born. And then as we kind of, but I guess Hamish on. wasn't really a part of that too yeah. much. Absolutely that not. Year. No. Because you lived under Canley. Yeah, I lived in Elsdon that year. That was second year. <sighs> what a terrible decision. Well, that was a very cheap decision as well. So it, it was a cheap out, decision. It worked out really well. I lived on takeaway like every dinner. Oh, you saved a lot of money then? I mean, in one way. <laughs> 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 yeah, it enabled me to get high quality food every single day without having to put too much effort in. I see. What's, what's the high quality food? 
it was Asian flavors, but then they became dead when they changed like the chefs or whatever. And then I stopped using them. And then luckily I moved to, in third year, I moved to Lem exactly when it became dead. And we found Millennium Bali. And we, as you know that we went to it after our previous, one of the previous episodes after with Josh Cavey. Shout out boss man, always treated us, has always treated us well and always will continue to. Um, so if you're in Leamington Spa, make sure you go see Millennium Bali. You're not going to say Hamish this. recommended you. Um, <laughs> to get nothing. As always, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell, tell them Hamish sent you. And, it's like, and you just get a big thumbs up. They'll be like, who? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe one day they'll sponsor us. Yeah. So, you, yeah, you lived in Leamington, like opposite us. In third year. In third year. Yeah. Can we, can we see your, your flat from our window? Yeah, yeah. So Aaron's I window. was on the yeah, third floor. Yeah. So I could, I technically. And, and Alex's. That was when you kind of became one of our house. Unfortunately. Yeah, I had no internet. Yeah, literally by, yeah. <laughs> by no one's choice except your own. You were around every night. And yeah. Losing at FIFA. Yeah, mainly. losing at FIFA. <laughs> oh, man. And that yeah, that's, that's how we became friends was just kind of by kind of enjoying Aaron and me kind of enjoying ourselves just beating Hamish at, at FIFA kind of non-stop. But... Hamish is one of those who thinks he's good at something, but he's just Jeez. not <laughs> good at it. And he continues right. to try it. Yeah, that is something that I really have to commend Hamish for, was having the willpower to play that 74th game, having, <laughs> having lost your previous 73. Only in custom teams I get, like, shattered. Like, what do you mean? Oh, well, come on. <laughs> I beat you with India. Yeah. All right. And you were England. <laughs> and it was that like was early seven days. nil or something. No, to it be fair to him, he did he has improved a hell of a lot. Has he? Yeah, I'm assuming he told you about our games in San Francisco. Oh yeah. yeah. I got Oh yeah. The I got a WhatsApp video like every <laughs> every goal like just panning to your face as well. Four but, nil. Four fucking nil. And I don't even play. That was, just an, that was an off day. But it was the controller's fault. That's what I heard. He blamed it for being on PlayStation. I was like... I didn't blame fuck? it on the PlayStation. I said it could have contributed. No, I have the exact quote on my phone. <laughs> I'm going to release it at the that's same a, time. That's a very typical thing for you to have done, Hamish. <laughs> when you lose 74 games in a row, I guess that one game you do win... You've got to... Yeah, so it's like it. the comeback of the underdog. If I'm even an underdog at that point, I don't know what... I'm... At that particular point. I'm, I'm sure like the, th the third parties were all rooting for you. The thing is I couldn't even celebrate properly because like everyone in the house was sleeping that morning because it was a day off. It was July the 4th. Um, so we were just in there in the morning and I'm like, they're like, <laughs> like you could hear me in this Insta story just like whispering my scream. Like if that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We've all been there. But we, we haven't played FIFA for a while. No, we haven't. Not since you. We played recently. Yeah, we played recently. You've lost recently as well. <laughs> I only lost two. I only lost two games. I won one. Yeah, you lost to me. Yeah, but yeah, it wasn't that deep in it. It wasn't like a slap. It wasn't like a me getting slapped up. No, just a regular kind of three nil loss, something like that. But yeah, that's that's something. Now you're back in London. You know that that's back on the cards again. Have you got FIFA? I have neither FIFA nor PES nor Xbox. Yeah, you're anything. on the Switch. Yeah, that was a, a decision that I made. Kind of, I don't know. About a year ago now, just thought, you know what? I'll trade in everything and I'll get Mario Kart. And it's been a great decision so far. Like, so you don't have FIFA on the Switch? Nah. Nah. To, to quote, well, to use kind of Hamish's language, I'd say FIFA on the Switch is dead. Uh, dead <laughs> <too>. <laughs> it's a dead ting. But yeah, they, 
obviously don't care about it. So, but I mean, you've got no shortage of great exclusives on the Switch. I, I did look at it. It's quite expensive, the Switch. I think. Yeah, it's a bit more. So I had to once I traded in my Xbox, I had to put in a a couple of pounds to to get to the Switch. But I don't know. It's quite it's quite nice. It, it's I, quite a good travel console. Very good it? on the that's go. That's what I was looking at for. Yeah. Yeah. So especially as I travel quite a lot with work. Like that's something that becomes really handy is to just yeah have like a full on console like wherever wherever you go. Pick up the feds <laughs> once again. Interrupting. Yeah, our we're in ends. We're in ends right <laughs> now. Yeah, my god, that that siren drives me nuts. My god, bro, I was here like a few weeks ago, um, not um, months ago, and I was waiting for James, I think, to finish like work or whatever, and I saw like an entire raid just going yeah. down, down the block. <laughs> from yeah, there was what like fire engines and ambulances, and I think a police as well. I have no idea what went on. All I know yeah. is that they went in after someone. And you were just I didn't see them come out with anyone. This was only just... happened when Hamish is around. Yeah, you were just looking dodge on the street corner waiting for me to get there. Luckily, I was in a suit and I had my floorboard equipment on. That would have been a very yeah. dodgy situation. This is like airport securities all over. <laughs> I haven't actually had trouble at airport security. Really? That's good. I think I'd normally get... I had one when I was going to New York where I had to just go through the scanner about three times. Because apparently when you go through the scanner, they select if you're a boy or a girl. They selected you as a girl. And I was wearing a pink jumper. <laughs> so the guy just pressed girl like three times. So I had to just keep going through it. It's lovely stereotyping. Don't think I've ever seen that. Like, so it wasn't for anything racial. At least I don't think so. That's good. So I've I've heard like America can be like quite a horrible experience going through customs in America, or at least like on arrival. Oh yeah, when I arrived, it was such like me and Baxter were like almost shocked at how like enthusiastic this person was. I was just like enthusiastic. Oh, like, that's yeah, not super, what I was saying, super happy. That, fair um, enough. He was like, like I rate that. Yeah, making it like I was I was in such a good mood after that as well. Like after the long tiring plane journey, I was just yeah. tired. And then when I, when I got there, I was like, okay, like we're in a lit city. I really rate people who kind of work in like those kind of environments that have that like spring in their step. Like yeah, just you see it on the on the tube platforms, someone with the microphone. Like, At Baker Street, there's this is your Hammersmith and City Line to Barking. <laughs> Please allow all passengers to alight before boarding. Thank you very much. Oh, they just have to keep repeating that all day. Yeah, exactly. That must be a right terrible job, but I really respect those people who, who give it their all. I big, love that. At Baker Street, there's this, like, there was this one person, I haven't seen him in recent times, but like he would, he would just start like, maybe like, making a joke about the next person, like, oh, I hope you've been having a good day, sir, or like, um, yeah. man. And just like, maybe try to start a conversation like, on the thing to it. Love that. And I quite liked it. I was just like, I take my headphones out just to listen to this because I knew it was like a quality you know, like, announcement that I can listen to. Actually, that reminds me, there's one conductor on the, Lo- the London Northwestern trains. I don't know if you ever take them very often, but no. this one conductor, if you, if you get on the train and you hear his voice, you're like, this is going to be a good journey. Like he, he always like does his little like fact of the day whenever like if it if there's anyone's birthday like he'll have the like whole carriage sing it like that kind of stuff you just love oh, it. Wow, that's sick. Yeah, and just at least makes the journey a bit more. Yeah, enjoyable. Everyone's got a, like a bit bit of a smile on your face. That's like, nice. He he wishes everyone like a, a good day on when they if they leave the train and so. Like, oh, if you're leaving from Burkhampstead, make sure you pick up the fish and chips next to the station. Really oh, good. Some tips. And yeah, exactly. Like, he, he knows his stuff. And yeah, he kind of makes it for everyone else. There was that one bus driver we had in Warwick. Uh, 
Oh, was on the yeah. Evening, man. And he was always, he said hello to every single yeah. person oh, who came in the bus. Yeah. And like, goodbye. Yeah. yeah, I wonder if he's still there. Still doing it. Yeah, not many, not all of them would do it by, by, by any means at all. But you always like, it was just nice. You, you see that bus driver and you're like, yes. This could be a good ride. Yeah. Yeah. And it was a good ride. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of our bus ride, do you remember the time our bus set on fire? Like, not exactly fire, but our bus started smoking and the driver tried to get us to Lem. And me and you were just like, this was adding to like constant bad things happening to us that day. And then we had to get off like just before Lem um, because our bus was unusable. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I think I remember that. And but it wasn't like on fire, on fire. It was yeah. just like smoke, just a bit of smoke. I remember there was like a picture of like a National Express bus on Warwick campus just on fire like last year or something. Oh, some protests or something. Wait, no, it wasn't part really? of the protest. Really? No, I don't think... I don't know. No, was I it? think he just said I, I don't think... <laughs> we haven't checked our sources here. Not protests, but like just maybe some campaign to... I don't think they were burning the bus. I think it just... Get rid of like, there was Express. <laughs> there was a lot of protesting on Warwick campus though this year or the last kind of academic year I think there was the kind of all the controversy about the uh, the Warwick rape chat uh, the group chat yeah shame on Warwick that was it and yeah they had like mass protests down uh, what was it the library road or something but I don't think they went to the extent of yeah. burning I'm pretty sure <laughs> burning I- an 11 bus I'm gonna say pre- I'm gonna say I'm like ninety percent sure that no one set the bus on fire. Like, I I think it was no, just I wasn't like, saying the bus okay. on fire. Then you uh, didn't right. say a picture of a bus. Yeah, I saw a picture of a bus that was like yeah, it was just a picture after the flames had been put out, like this shell of a bus. Oh, it was just no, it was a real okay. bus on fire. He didn't set a picture. I thought you were of saying bus. it was a picture of a National Express, <laughs> and then that picture was on fire. Oh, no, okay. no, and then they were waving it around, you know, like <laughs> get rid of National Express. Although, if anything, I'd pick Stagecoach to go first. Oof. Stagecoach grinded my gears for two years. That was. I could go on for a long time about Stagecoach, but you know. I thought like our buses here are Stagecoach as it is like the TFO one. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't get the bus. I'm, a, I'm an avid bus user. Used to get it all the time for school. Um, not especially close to a underground station, so we'd have to get the bus to the station. Yeah, I don't really have many problems with buses, to be honest. Just. Get me from point A yeah. to point B. Yeah. It's it's nice to take the bus. I'd say one day, like if you're just not in any rush, like save yourself the the drama of the tube. Get the back bus. then it was free as well for us. Yeah, got free bus travel. Holy well, like when, when you were under, young, under sixteen, I think sixteen to eighteen as well. Okay, um, just in school. Yeah, as long as you're a sport time student. Ah, fair. Yeah, used to do a lot of work on the bus. Used to revise my Italian. Oh yeah. Everyone used to do their homework on the school bus on the way to school that morning. Wait, how packed was this bus? Was it like... No, it's just like a public bus. Yeah, like, but was it not packed? Like, how were you doing homework on this bus? As in, I was doing Italian, so I, was, I wasn't writing. Okay. I was literally just reading. Okay. And then memorising. Got an A star in that. What are you saying? What a flex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you, you sat next to someone in your Italian classes. <laughs> oh, my oh, I, I, I did. <laughs> Uh, a certain oh, Alex Awobi, 40 million quid he's worth. Everton winger, yeah. Alex Awobi. Everton winger, not Meg Dim once. Rome, 2011. What are you saying? <laughs> Claim, Claim to, to fame. <laughs> he, actually, he actually did some nice, nice work for me on, on our FIFA series, I think. Yeah, to be fair. I think I used to try year. and choose him. When we had, had our under-21s series a few yeah, years ago. Yeah. That oh. was fantastic. 
I think he might have been in our AFCON one as well. Oh yeah, AFCON, but AFCON was, was bad for you. AFCON was terrible for me, my word. <laughs> I don't know if you were involved in the AFCON one. I can't remember anything about my team. I've just thrown that away from my memory because that... I, I know you had some... I had a Bamiyang. That was it. I had a Bamiyang. Oh, and he was really and bad. He was terrible. He yeah. was absolutely really, terrible. You were terrible. Um, and then you picked him in the next series and he scored like 80 goals or something. Yeah, he was on... Oh. No, wait, this was that third year because... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, this, this is, is third year. The thing, right. he wasn't even... I didn't even think he was that nice to play with. He was just scoring yeah, all the time. I think we just had crap keepers as well, like in that whatever series that followed. And that just led to Obama Young just putting them in left, right, center. No, there, there were a few uh, who were the like OP. There was the, the Boateng. Boateng yeah. was one OP. <laughs> Jerome Boateng. Renato Sanchez. Yeah, my was, God. Oh, filthy. It didn't, it didn't really work out for him in Swansea. No, disappointing. I went to Man United once. Yeah, I remember that, yeah. But uh, maybe maybe it would have worked out. I mean, I'd but going by our transfer record recently, yeah, probably not. Yeah, there was there was one player that always like always did the business for me. It was Lucas Perez. Uh, uh, for yeah, yeah. some reason, Perez. like he would just score on that left foot finesse every single time. Where's he now in Spain? Yeah, I, I think, think so. Playing somewhere. Yeah, he went West Ham for a year and I think gone back to Spain. Nah, he had a pretty good record at Arsenal. Yeah, he was okay. He signed on my birthday. That was that was the day we signed Skodran Mustafi and Lucas <laughs> Perez. I was like, oh my God, a centre-back and a striker. This is the best birthday ever. And that has really aged quite poorly. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm, I'm full on the Mustafi redemption arc that is this season. Like he has played... He's had a few clean sheets. He's recently. played three games, three clean sheets. At time of recording. At time mentioned. of recording, yeah. Um. How do you feel about uh, Xhaka being the club captain now? Yeah, and, and it being a vote. Yeah, interesting one. Vote. So as you probably guess now, I've been supporting Arsenal for kind of a few years um, since I got into supporting football, watching it with Aaron and the lads in first year. Shout out to Dar, Michael. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I don't know. Xhaka is someone that I always really want to do well. Like I'm really egging him on to like shut up the haters you know like Xhaka Ozil Mustafi just they get so much crap so I really want them to just kind of do it and yeah shut them up but I don't know it's not who I would have picked who would you have gone for it's a good question like Aubameyang is just running everything off and on the pitch at the minute is he like a captain kind of yeah guy. he's I don't, I don't he's know. like he's off the surprisingly field. so like he's a bit of a mentor from what i've seen obviously i've <laughs> no connection to abamyang but yeah he's been kind of chatting to the young players getting them kind of involved and that's the young the young players they're doing all right for arsenal you know four nil against uh standard liege five nil against frankfurt i think um did you actually see what abamyang has a bit of beef with the Dortmund did well. CEO yeah. recently. I, I, I on Twitter. didn't see what started it, but <laughs> I saw. I think it was just the Dortmund CEO. I don't know if he tweeted it or said it in an interview, but like said something about how I know Aubameyang, his pockets are big now, but he's he's not going to be playing Champions League football. He's too busy in Europa League or something. That is, that is a burn, deserved burn. Well, I don't know. And then uh, what did Aubameyang responded with like? 
called him a clown. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 a clown it's a clown emoji. emoji. Um, I love that. Like, imagine if that was anything else than football and you on Twitter calling your old boss a clown yeah. and using that emoji. It was like, don't even get me started on you. It yeah. was like, you sold Osman Dembele whenever you saw 100 million. Yeah, after saying he was not going to sell him. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully that means um, Jaden Sancho may United 2020. You'd be lucky. Yeah, it's... Abamyang is saving my fantasy team right now. I oh, I, I transferred in Abamyang this yeah. morning smart. into the team smart. for Harry Kane. Oh, mate. Very smart. So, uh, should we uh, have a bit of a fantasy Premier League update? No, don't. Yeah, let's I all, haven't looked at it in a while. Let's all get our phones out and have a look at the current... Oh, my God. I've just seen Aston Villa 4, Norwich 0 at Carrow Road. Mad. 73 minutes in. But. I was first place in so many leagues in like the first two weeks and now I'm like, I fucked it. I should have kept playing. So who's in your team, Hamish? <laughs> Let's start with I you. Don't know. Let's your bottom. Yeah, we'll enjoy this. Oh. I have Rashford Kane. Um, I don't know how to say this name correctly. He's from Wolves. I think it's Jimenez. Yeah. Sure. yeah. That works. Okay. Yeah, There's Pickford, Dunk. I can't say this name as well. He's in Newcastle. I think it's Lascelles. Lascelles, yeah. Um, Cathcart from Watford. We got Watford. How have you got any Watford players? Oh, I've, got Kath, I've got Cathcart from Watford. Sterling, you playing at? Sterling, my he's, boy. He's on six points at the moment. Bloody hell. A nil nil with Sheffield United. <laughs> I got my boy Sterling from okay, Wembley. Yeah. Big up him. Um, Fraser from Bournemouth. Yeah, decent. And DeCurry from, I can't say his name once again, from DeCourie. Watford again. Yeah. <laughs> this one I definitely can't. It's, I think it's Crystal Palace. Millet. Oh, yeah. Do you know oh, Milivojevic. Yep. And then on my bench, I have. Ryan something. <laughs> I don't know what he is. Sessegnon. Matthew Ryan. Um, let me see what team he is. He's in... Brighton goalie. Yeah, Matthew Ryan, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, Sigurdsson, Taylor and Diop. But yeah, I haven't changed this team since... And like, that, that like, cost you 100 million. <laughs> I put all the money into the front. I put all the money into Mate, like my strikers and my midfield. What, Rashford, Kane and... I had Sigurdsson. I had Sterling. Sterling was the most well, expensive Sterling, one. Sterling, to be fair. I had to... Make sure, like, but I had who, who's your second biggest in your midfield? No, most of these are like all like generally quite expensive. So, Gertson, Fraser are like, like seven or eight mil. You, <sighs> is this the first year you played this game? No, I was oh, doing really well. I played it like a newbie. Bloody hell. I wanted to try something like money up front. My team's called Money Up Front, so I wanted to like have all the money up front. It didn't work out uh, well. And then I couldn't watch, <laughs> I wasn't watching football. I didn't get that reference. Oh, right. No, Although I, you're just asking for like no. people to pay you up <laughs> <Pay> for it. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, it kind of works in that double meaning. No, I, I didn't think of that meaning. I actually didn't think of that meaning. Um, but just claim you did. You know, it's just like it's like in that subconscious. I guess it's built into me to have those extra meanings built in. But yeah, I haven't played this because I haven't been. I can't watch the United games, so I'm a bit demoralized. I've been following football, and now, yeah, so I'm basically behind off. <laughs> yeah, and, and how are you doing on the on our head to head league? There's three of oh, us. Shit. I'm probably at the bottom, aren't I? I haven't played it. Yeah, so. you are at the bottom. <laughs> Man. I've got it up in front. This is the first Just season that you'll beat, so it'd be yeah. like, oh, look for it. This is the first season that you're doing better than me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, that's fair. To be fair, but if I start playing again, it could turn around easily. Yeah. You so you know. you won the first head to head game, and then you've lost all six since then. No comment. To be fair, I'm I'm still doing worse than the average, which is quite bad. Who's in your team? My team. All right, let's let's have a look. So goalkeeper Adrian 
when after the uh, Allison injury, I thought I'd pick up a bargain. Is Allison still injured? Oh, at, I, at I think he's out long moment. term. I can't, I can't okay. remember. But Adrian's playing. Got me six points so far. Um, Lundstram from Sheffield United. Yeah, I've got him. Yeah, he's a midfielder, big, isn't he? Yeah, he plays midfield, but he's a defender here. He's he's doing really well. Annoyingly, uh, I was going to pick a Sheffield United defender on the first week. Two of them were four million. I picked the other one from Lundstram, so I had to miss out on all of those. Oh, you transferred him in. Anyway, Zinchenko from Man City. A bit of a rogue pick. Cheaper than the other Man City he play defenders. Often? He plays more than Mendy. Yeah, I think he does, or at least he was in preseason when I picked him. And yeah, uh, Diop from West Ham, who have been doing surprisingly well. Well, I don't know if surprisingly is harsh, but they've been doing well. Mason Mount. Okay, nice. Kevin De Bruyne. Okay, he's been racking up the assists. He really. has been play. He's unbelievable. Like if if he's fit, he's best player in the league. But then I've gone for a couple of, I'd say, heart overhead picks. <laughs> Classic. Got to do it. Yeah, it happens every year and I fall victim for it every year. So new this week, uh, Saka from Arsenal. Oh, I transferred him this morning. 4.5 million or something. Yeah, and he's, he's going to start games now. I put him in and uh, my other midfielder is Pepe. I'm still waiting on that one. <laughs> I'm still waiting on it. But I'll give him the time because he's going to bang when he, when he starts scoring. Going to happen. And then Aubameyang, captain every time. Tammy Abraham and Timu Puki. Did you have Puki in from the start? Week chance? two. Week two. That's, that's decent. I got him for the hat trick. Okay, that's good. He's done me well. And then, yeah, Matt Ryan, Cantwell, Van Dyke, and Digne. I have Van Dyke on the bench today bit of a controversial one playing Leicester who I thought have been doing really well Vardy would just pop up with a goal or something you can never count against Jamie Vardy hopefully scoring. he does he knows yeah Aaron take us away in goal I have Dean Henderson of Sheffield United big future England number one <laughs> saying it here right now Dinier Everton left back gets takes three kicks corners I think as well so I've we'll get him. some assists. I've got him as well. Robertson from Liverpool and Cathcart from Watford. Well, Robertson's kind of like, He's either go money. for Alexander-Arnold, i go for Robertson, I feel. But went with Robertson. I think he got more points than Trent last year. Midfield, I have Barkley. thought Barkley was going to have a really good season this year. Yeah, yeah. I had him on the first week under, as well. Under Frank Lampard, but... What a mistake. I don't think that's working out. I've got Mo Salah, yeah. obvious. Sterling. Another obvious one. Then transferred in Saka today from Arsenal. Big up. You know, 4.5. And I know, looking at Arsenal's fixtures, we see a load of green. Do, better do well. See a load run. of good runs. Yeah. Uh, then that also coincides with I transferred in a Bamiyang. Got Timu Puki, but I transferred him in quite late. Yeah. And I've got Mason Greenwood up front for like a really cheap buy. For a cheap buy. You've got he'll, to have a cheap buy. Like if you... If you he'll get games as well now. Well, Martial's been out for a while. Martial was in there because he's a midfielder, but he's been playing striker. Yeah. So as soon as he's back, I'm getting him back in. Then on the bench, I've got Lundstrom, Dunk, and Madison. Madison. And a keeper who never plays. But um, yeah, this is, I think this is the first time I haven't had three Manchester United players in there. I didn't even have it last season. <laughs> I no, started I always... with I think I just got rid of it. Yeah. Well, Martial would be in there if he was fit. 
And then I'd normally have Pogba as well. Yeah. But I don't like having two players from the same team in the same... I don't, I don't like having yeah. two players from the same team in defence, two players from the same mm. team in midfield. Yeah, that's too risky. You like can't even have out. a defence and a goalkeeper together because if they lose, one loses clean sheet bonus. Dude. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. mate. So yeah. it has to be a nice spread. Yeah, although I remember benefiting massively from a Southampton back four like five years ago a that just got four. clean sheet after clean sheet. It was like Nathaniel Klein, Jose Font, like Fraser Forster. Ah. Oh. They uh-huh. picked me up so many points. So one thing I find with France Premier League, I well, first of all, I only keep it going for a few weeks and I get bored and forget. And all I every year for me, I think it ruins watching football a bit because I tend now. Well, when I am invested into it, I tend to not support the team and I support like a player. I'm like, <laughs> oh, Man City winning. Oh, where Sterling scored. You know, and I'm not like I don't want Man City to win, but. Yeah. Sterling scoring, I might be like a bit happy, but yeah. I shouldn't be. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Do you find that? I I always find like like maybe in a game against Arsenal. Yeah. If one of your players, yeah, say Pookie scored against Arsenal, you're kind of like. But like for example, like when you were speaking about it will be earlier, um, like you you would you be happy when he scores? Are you like always happy? Like I'm I'm generally like, like, like he's from my ends and he made it, etc. I mean, I'm not. I was at the beginning. Okay. I'm less. I still like now. that with Sterling, so I don't know if like you're. I'm. I'm still like. Now he's I'm like it. happy okay. if he does well. You know what I mean? Yeah, sweet. But yeah, but, so um, like that's the logic. Like you can still have player favorites. You don't have to like say, "Oh, I like the team." You want like it doesn't mean you dislike them. It just means that if they're even if they're losing, if they're scoring, you're hoping it's just one one of your favorites. They're not. I don't think there's anything really bad with that. No, but it's like it's not like you're wanting them to lose, are you? Like unless they're playing against United, I guess, which makes sense. But yeah, if they're playing against United, I don't care if I've got them on my team or not and in lose. case it isn't obvious, well to be right? fair if they're playing United I normally sub them out and put them <laughs> on the bench you have that blind faith yeah, yeah which... <laughs> in case it isn't obvious um, me and Aaron are United fans and James is an Arsenal fan by this point because we didn't mention that at any point I believe I don't know most, most people probably know that <laughs> the only ones Maybe. that listen the five, the five <laughs> listeners that still listen yeah um, you mentioned earlier De Bruyne as you think when fit best player in the league yeah, I said it. Do you object, Aaron? Are we going to every player's peak? Because I'm definitely going to go for a heart overhead, if so. <sighs> Are you going to say David De Gea? No, I wasn't. I was going to say a different United player. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was going to say Paul Pogba. Mm, nah, I'd take De Bruyne. I think Bruyne. if he's at his peak, I think it's better. Every time. I think he can just do more. De Bruyne does everything. But De Bruyne also has team. like everyone he around does... him on job, like... Everything. I mean, I don't think I don't think um, Pogba has been the best player at any point in the league, yeah. at any point of his current main night career. Um, maybe when Solskjaer first came in for like, yeah. he was scoring every game. I mean, he's a good player. I think got, if he was in, the... he might got player of the month. Maybe or I don't know. I, don't know. I just think he like because De Bruyne. Yeah. You have to understand everyone around him has to do the work because they know they get dropped like right away by Pep. Yeah. Whereas in I guess United, like everyone's like I don't know what they're doing. Like maybe. Maybe they just don't have enough heart right now to play as as what we need them to. Pogba's got a tougher job in that Man United midfield, no question. Yeah, uh, yeah I'd, sure. I'd like to see how he'd do in, the, in a Man City field, but it's just De Bruyne runs the show yeah. every time. Currently, more people fear when I guess it's on De Bruyne's foot versus yeah. Pogba's foot. I think, uh, I think Bernardo Silva. Bernardo Silva? Runs the thing. No way. What, what do you think of his... Uh, has he been banned? 
his racial really ban. Oh, Did I you not hear about this. that? No. So Who's he gone? tweeted a picture of Mendy. Oh yeah. On like one side, and there was another. There was like a black cartoon character. Oh yikes! And he was like, "Oh, I can't tell the difference," or something like that. Um, but the problem was that I think the black cartoon character had like racist, yeah, connotations, uh, yeah, yeah, connotations with it. Um, yeah. Whether Bernardo Silva knew that or not, I'm not sure. I I don't know why you tweet that <laughs> or like put that on. I don't know if you, yeah, like, like unless it's like a really in joke that everyone else is gonna, well, that certain people are gonna find hilarious. But then in that point, just send it to the or like. Yeah, why is it? Could like, you be private? I, I yeah. don't get that. Like, I don't get why that's... Yeah, because there's the whole I, thing as well. But like, I haven't seen it. I think someone responded, someone famous, um, responded like, oh, and they had like a picture of Kevin De Bruyne and then some white cartoon character was like, okay, is this racist then? If I said they looked like... like. Yeah, but I just don't think... I think with the problem with the Bernardo yeah. Silva one is that the character had racial connotations yeah. with it. I think that's fair. Um, okay, and I, I think... I think they did, uh, I think they are looking at it or did ban him for a few games. And I was also a clip as well where, I know Bernardo, Bernardo Silva was like, it was taking a video of him and Mendy and Mendy was wearing like a black t-shirt. It was like, it was like, why are you naked or something? Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and it was just like, what? <laughs> what year is it? Yeah. God, I thought we were in front of this. Like, I thought, I thought that was behind us, but. Well, there's this stuff as well with um, Lukaku in Italy. Have you not seen any of that stuff? Oh, if the Italian fans I know have been really quite bad over the years. Yeah, they've been awful. And to Lukaku as well, in particular, since he's been over there. Crazy. There's one I think it Has was... Has he been a, doing well, like, in that league? I know he scored on his debut, um, but when they played Barcelona in Champions League, yeah, he, he didn't, didn't play. play. I don't know if he's injured or something. Um Sanchez also scored in his debut. Go on. But it was it was quite funny because it was a goal. One of the midfield players went for the shot and it bounced off Sanchez's back and Classic. went in. But then Plain Sanchez them. ran off celebrating <laughs> as if he'd scored like the winning goal in the Champions yes, League final. <laughs> it was an absolute worldie. Oh man, I feel sorry for him. He has gone right down the shitter. Yeah. So I guess when we lived together, he was you had a Sanchez yeah. shirt, didn't you? No, I didn't have a Sanchez shirt, but I love that man. Yeah, yeah. Like he could do no wrong. Like he carried our team for the three years that he was there. I know when he first came, I was, I was, I was happy he came, but I wasn't happy when he took Martial's place because Martial was banging form at that time. I don't really know what happened. He just looks not even half the player he was. Yeah. It's quite nah, a shame actually. He he played like five years of football without a break or something. So yeah, I'm not surprised. Like his body's just like packed it in. But yeah, he he was the first player on my like. Uh, oh, when we were doing like a draft or something, yeah, draft series like that. He would be the player that I try and get first. What about you, Hamish? What was who would you say is the best player in the? Well, I haven't been following it, but I'm just going to um, do a heart overhead as you lot. And even though he's not a United player, I'm just going to say Sterling. Yep. I've been backing Fair. him since way, way, way. No, I, think I, I would put him yep. up there. I think even in my first FIFA game against you way back in second year, like I put him in my England team. You're like, what am I on? Because I put like five strikers on. <laughs> and I put like, um, yeah, you, you I put Lallana as a CDM. And yeah. I just went, it just went at you. And I was 3 0 up at halftime. I thought like Aaron was just a big mouth at the time. And then second half, he came back six goals. <laughs> 
<laughs> the classic four one five formation. Yeah. <laughs> You'd have what, like Vardy, Rashford, Kane, Sterling. No, and... no, it was four two three one or something, or like or four three two one, and then I'll just I'll, like Lallana would be in the center, like the CDM. And then everyone else would just be like Walcourt, uh, Walcourt, I can't say his name, Theo, would be on the right. There would be Sterling on the left. There will be Welbeck in occasionally, Harry Kane oh. in there. It was just a madness of a team. That guy. <laughs> I don't know how I transitioned back. This is, this yeah. is why you lost a lot. <laughs> I must say that I'm a big fan of Raheem Sterling. I think he's gotten some really tough treatment in the media. Yeah, like especially, especially when younger. Yeah, especially when he was younger, especially in the World Cup and the Euros when he's slightly underperforming, underperforming and everyone, it just seems, is blaming him for everything, which I think was completely unfair. Um, but he's kind of taken that and he's developed into an incredible player under Pep Guardiola. So I'm really happy for him and good for him. No, he's a really good... He's a he's really a good really. ambassador, I think. Yeah. For the sport and for the country. Yeah, absolutely. Like, he's not afraid to shy away from uh, potential debates or discussions. And if he thinks something's not okay, he, he actually says it as well and calls it out, which is really good. Kind of similar-ish, not in the same way. Um, Hector Bellerin, that kind of player as well that will uh, actually kind of speak his mind and not just be a footballer but he'll use his platform to kind of uses his london accent exactly <laughs> yeah. i love it yeah his north london accent yeah to to contest some really like serious issues about climate change and stuff which is i think really really interesting like, he did like really an good. oxford talk it's on, i've seen it on youtube yeah. yeah but um i know like big nasty's done one as well and some other like famous celebrities yeah i rate that um, no, he's definitely a interesting character. There are also other interesting characters in football. Like, who do you think? Like, I guess always grabs attention, whether it's like social media or, or like they may be being scapegoated or standing up or something. But Sterling, Sterling's the only one that's been like properly scapegoated or, in recent time. Meta, I, think, I think. Wait, I think Pogba's Ozil, also yeah. scapegoated quite a bit. Like, I think everyone's just Pogba's because... scapegoated by Graeme Souness on Sky Sports. <laughs> he's like, just scapegoated for no reason. Absolutely yeah. hates the guy. Like, it's as if, like, Pogba's, like, the only player on the team. Like, there's, like, a lot of people. It's, like, like same with the Arsenal stuff. I do think for, a, with Urzu as well, it comes to, well, a lot of people think the uh, Sterling and Pogba stuff's, like, a lot to do with racism, but. I think, I think the Urzu one as well. Yeah, Urzu as like well, like, some he quit deep, the German national team. Yeah, there's some bit, yeah. deep-rooted institutional racism in And I, I do think that is, there is that aspect to it. But also think there are, like, just so much is expected of them. Urza mm. as well, like maybe not now, but a year ago, probably the most high profile player on the team at Arsenal, Pogba, yeah. same United. Yeah. And they just expect them to win you the game kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It's high pressure. Like imagine just thinking if you're working like programming just as your job and you had 60,000 people watching over your shoulder and slagging you off if you your code doesn't run or anything like that's an insane level of uh, accountability that is just cannot be healthy for anyone. And some people, I think we forget that the human. I think we brought this back way all the back. I think episode one. Um, I guess people sometimes forget football is still human. Like totally, they're just doing their job, and it happens to be in the public eye, and they can't do nothing. I guess yeah. uh, obviously, it's part of it is their choice, but 
Do you get that same type of scrutiny with floorball? Well, oh, yes. Nice transition. Uh, very smooth, yeah. yeah. So um, <laughs> Hamish just casually dropped it in earlier in a conversation, but the sport I play is called floorball. And I know most people won't have heard of it unless they know me, but it's kind of like uh, an indoor version. Or me. Sorry? Know? I said or me. I promoted the sport as well, thank you. A little Thanks, bit. Thanks, Hamish. Right. <laughs> yeah. Never seen you. Not, not to like you lot, but like. Just to your mandem. <laughs> yeah, I guess. The boys. Anyway. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's a mix of kind of indoor field hockey and ice hockey. So it's kind of like a five-a-side indoor sport played kind of on a basketball court kind of floor. And yeah, it plays very similar to ice hockey, kind of without the, the checking and violence. But yeah, it's kind of a five-a-side, fast-paced hockey game. You play, you run. You play with both sides of the stick. You play kind of with your feet behind the goal. So kind of similar to ice hockey. Um, but yeah, it's not really hit the heights in this country. Not quite uh, with the fan scrutiny as with football, but uh, it's really good fun. I, I like it and it's really good exercise. And kind of the plus side of that is that not many people play it in this country, which uh, has quite hilariously led to me playing uh, and representing the national team yeah. abroad, um, playing floorball, which is just quite insane given that I picked it up at uni when I was 18. Um, so it's been a, an insane opportunity for me to kind of do. But yeah, it's just quite hilarious. But yeah, I kind of wish it was a, a bit bigger in this country. Before we go on to you going into the national team, I'd like to say I agree that the on sport is really, really fun. Like you took t me to a session. I believe I, we agreed like that I'd come to one session at the end of like third year. And then I went to it and I was like, yo, I love this because I like playing squash. I like just playing high intensity sports, I guess, if that's the correct terminology, yep. like where you just burn out and then, but like in the floor where you get those little breaks and that means you can just come back on, do that again and just yeah. keep repeating. And I found that quite fun. I think it's like a good way to release stress, especially at university. And yeah. then I didn't really carry on properly afterwards. I did come back for a bit, but then yeah. I, I've currently stopped. But maybe, maybe down the line again yeah. in a few months, I'll be back on. But Hamish was uh, big up to him. He was a good friend to me. He, after pestering everyone that I knew to come to a taste session, Hamish kind of took one for the team. Did um, I? <laughs> and Anna also came uh, and hated every second of it. But to be fair, she came along as well. But yeah, Hamish came along and actually, yeah, he played it for the whole year and kind of stuck it out and joined, joined my team in London as well for a bit. So yeah, I went to every single session except for one or two maybe because I just genuinely just couldn't make those. That's um, all right, man. I, def I definitely enjoyed them um, and I would recommend others to give it a try at university if your university does it. Um, why, why can you make those sessions? Church? Like, no, maybe I was like down for an interview. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, it's good fun. Like yeah. when I was at Warwick, kind of we were uh, running the club there. Like we we made it really uh, kind of as friendly as we could for beginners. Um, and I hope that's something that's kind of still going on there. That was something that I'd kind of always encourage. But uh, yeah, it's really good exercise, and yeah, it has that kind of rolling sub that Hamish was talking about. So it's kind of high intensity, kind of short bursts. Um, but yeah, it's really like friendly. I I found at uni. Like that's a good environment to pick it up. Um, very forgiving as well, which is good. Yeah, can't uh, say the same for the club. Like, although I really quite enjoyed yeah. like playing there. It's like from my experience, I'm saying <laughs> the club you're playing for in London. I don't really play for them. Or I just like attend the training sessions. Yeah. So like them, um, 
like I'm not saying they're bad people. I'm just saying like some some people will like help train me up, and then the rest are like just either don't talk to you or like, and like it's very hard because it's not like a they're like pros, and I'm the like just focus on the game. Like That's I it. wore I wore a camera looked a bit better because I was playing people at the same level, but like here I'm just like a beginner, and there's not really like the training I guess. Like, that's why I usually yeah. go when James is there. Apart from like one time, I think I've gone without James. Um, but that's because he couldn't go that week. But I was just like, I'm still going to go. Because I was like really, really on it. <laughs> yeah, so the team I play for is called the London Sharks. They have uh, two, or well, the club I play for is London Sharks. They have two teams, the Great Whites and the Hammerheads. And the Great White Sharks kind of take it very seriously. They've won kind of two of the last three nationals or three of the last four so they're kind of they're there to improve train and and win so yeah it's not quite as forgiving on kind of the newcomers uh as as it was in university but so have a lot of them also represented great britain so uh actually it's not something that i've mentioned but it's kind of not particularly uh big in great britain but it's actually got a surprising following abroad so countries like Sweden, Finland and Switzerland actually have kind of professional paid floorball players. So you can that can be your job over there and you can get kind of 5000 uh fans attending the game, which is quite insane. That's pretty cool. Um so a lot of our players from the Sharks uh they come from EU countries uh and yeah, I think I'm the only British uh guy in the or British kind of born guy in the Great White Shark. Yeah, so before we, I guess, Brexit out of this conversation and discuss how it may affect, like, your, um, the floorball, I guess, the UK team. I guess me and Aaron are wondering, like, how did you end up getting your role and maybe in the UK FF um, something? Yeah, I so, so I ran the club at Warwick in my final year. I was the president uh, there. Yeah, <laughs> um, that was really good fun. Worked with some great people on our exec there, uh, Sam and Jack, really fantastic at helping that year be really good and then kind of from there I really enjoyed it and kind of wanted to keep giving back to the sport so uh, I applied to a, a role on the national board and made the role of university coordinator on kind of the equivalent of the FA uh, for floorball and so corrupt no I'm joking <laughs> <laughs> that's a story for another day um no I'm joking um and yeah, so I did a bit of kind of university side of the game, trying to make a, a league specifically for universities because I think they were they were struggling. So Warwick and Nottingham, uh, especially, they they were fielding teams for the national league, which was getting kind of tougher and tougher for them as the kind of years went by. So getting a kind of regular competition for universities uh, was something that I wanted to do, but uh, I didn't kind of do as as good a job as I kind of wanted to do because of kind of work and everything not being at university I thought wouldn't be as much of a problem as it was um but yeah now there's a guy from York Alan who's doing a great job there and yeah I think that's kind of a step in the right direction at least so the numbers are growing since you started or I don't know (laughs) I I don't think I have any of the the numbers in front of me so I can't make a claim like that but yeah um, I hope their kind of university competition takes off. Getting into Bucks, that would be a, a huge win for us. That's something that, that we were hoping to, to do as well. I guess in episode one, the publication he was at promoted a bit of floorball, didn't he? The That's clip true, where yeah. you uh, 
you scored a bit for a banger. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've forgotten about that. I thought you would have uh, brought that up. (laughs) I I completely forgot. Um, Basically, the first goal I managed to actually score in like a proper, like, I guess, one of the like, you know, the end games, I guess. Like at the end, we just play like a game. And I haven't scored. I hadn't basically scored like since I had started. And this had been like maybe a couple of months in now. And then they were recording this for this um, news article they were doing of underrated sports in like, I think the UK. And just it happened to be that I was also at an insane angle and I just scored it near post. Like it shouldn't have went in, but it went in. And then James, you can see in the video, um, if we'll link it in the description. James was in um, as much shock as everyone else. He's like, how the hell have you put it in the net? I just remember seeing that. I, I replayed that like so many times. I was disappointed you didn't dab. <laughs> No, I, at that point, I couldn't have done. I asked my first goal and it wasn't like a... Yeah, even more reason I thought... Yeah, but then it would, have been, it would have been like disappointing for... Because it was representing the entire club as well. Like, and just the entire You dabbed at graduation. Yeah, but that's different, isn't it? That was representing like the entire university. But like at that point, I was also known for like dabbing like almost everywhere. So What a great reputation. <laughs> you, you can't dab after scoring a goal in training yeah. like okay okay like, oh yeah yeah i guess so. if i was like a complete like joker there which i wasn't i don't think i was joking i was trying to take it seriously it's just that i understand if people took me as a joke yeah because of how crap i was compared to them oh, but like i, I definitely much. put the effort in but 10 out of 10 for effort Fair play. It, was, it was a good it was a good strike i took a lot of like bear in mind i got there's a bunch of humiliations like i had to this was like humiliations above warwick low but for them, it didn't matter as much because for them, it was like every day, I guess, like um, just not making a rookie. But at Warwick, it was like, I felt like the humiliation level, like you get down five press-ups right away and you get nutmegged. Like it was like the levels were so, nah, so different. It's only when you concede a goal yeah. you do press-ups. No, that was, I guess, our custom rule at Warwick. If you got nutmeg, <laughs> get down five. <laughs> oh, okay. In Warwick okay. now. So you were mentioning for the uh, London Sharks, was it? You have a lot of European players. Or actually, you're the only British player on the team. So everyone else is from Europe, I assume. Yep, I'm born. Yeah. Um, so how's that going to work out when we finally leave Europe? Yeah, so not something that I kind of ever really thought about at the time. But yeah, our sport is now really dependent on uh, people who've kind of played it growing up. And that is currently EU countries. <laughs> so there's kind of a lot of... Um, a lot of the clubs up and down the country are kind of, they have a core membership of um, Latvian, Czech, uh, Swedish players, Finnish as well. And yeah, I, I don't know. Yeah, never really kind of thought about it. But I guess if you have to have a visa, it depends on the kind of uh, conditions that we end up leaving on. But if, if you have to have a visa to come and work in the, the UK, then I imagine that will probably kind of dry up a little bit, and we might it might actually uh, start to struggle a bit in in the UK, which is a bit sad and kind of something that you never really think about at the time. But yeah, I'm kind of hoping that that's not the case, and like, I don't think it will mean that our players kind of go home straight away. I don't think that's the case at all. But yeah, I just don't think we might we might not see kind of players come in the same rate that we have done for the last few years. Like so, yeah, we haven't had as many Sharks players kind of come, new Sharks players come from the EU recently. So, so yeah, I'm hoping that kind of doesn't have too much of an effect. Yeah, that'd be a shame. I, I've been trying to look at, um, I saw a few articles on how Brexit could Im- impact the like football transfers happening. Mm. Um, didn't read them, just saw them. <laughs> um, <laughs> the most I, uninformed podcast. No, I know, I know, um, 
because I know it's a new feature of like one of the new features of like football manager was like, mm. oh, so realistic. You can have like Brexit, Brexit impacting really? your transfers <laughs> and stuff like that. Nice. Um, but I imagine for like those massive like Premier League football teams anyway, it's not really going to make a difference. Mm, no, I, I don't think it will impact kind of the big world-class signings, but uh, I think what it does have an impact on is uh, the kind of young up-and-coming players. So I, I don't know if you're aware, like it's really tricky to sign kind of players who are above 18, um, but kind of uh, quite young still from non-EU countries. So they, they have to, there's some certain quota of like national team games that they have to play to be granted a visa to work in the UK, which is essentially what they're doing. So I remember like Arsenal had a, a battle to get Gabriel a visa kind of oh, went yeah, a few that. years ago because he'd kind of played with the national team and like there was some threshold that they he had to meet and I don't think he did meet it, but there was some kind of ongoing back and forth and we did eventually get it over the line, but it was like a big a big hoo-ha. So that that is something that we kind of take for granted now in that any EU player can come and play for a British team, but potentially not in the future. What are your uh, what's your general thoughts on the whole situation? On the whole thing. Yeah, if you if you could sum it up maybe in like a, <laughs> mi- a couple of minutes. A couple of minutes. Oh my word. Um mainly I think it's just kind of sad to see the division that has kind of come a- come across uh, in the last few years because I think if you asked me or anyone kind of 4 or 5 years ago what they thought of the EU, I'd I don't think you'd be able to get a handful of people who had a strong opinion on it. And kind of now it's just the, it's been the talking point for the last three years. We haven't been able to do anything else. Uh, I mean, whenever, whenever I met someone in America and they found out, like heard me speak or something and found out I was British, I think the next topic of conversation was, oh, what do you think of Brexit? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's just dominated everything. And what what has been kind of really, I don't know, really unfortunate is kind of how polarised everyone is and everyone's kind of talking about it with their fingers in their ears that don't want to uh, have a rational discussion about it anymore. And maybe because they're fed up or maybe because everyone's just kind of slagging off everyone else left, right and centre. Like if it, if it, your opinion doesn't match with theirs, then you're called an idiot or a racist or a Ramona or a snowflake or whatever. Like there's no kind of rational, nice discussion that's happened and our country's really divided and I can't see how we sew it back together, especially not with a prime minister as controversial as Boris Johnson. So we've had a bit of a suggestion from Anna and your housemate to put you through a bit of a quiz. Uh-oh. Uh-oh, indeed. What we have here is a BuzzFeed quiz called Would You Pass a British British oh, Citizenship no. Test? We did this at work on Friday. Oh, my God. Oh, so you, sh- you should be pretty good then. Oh, sure. Mate, <laughs> it depends on the questions because these are just the most So this ridiculous. is a quiz from 2014, so it's a bit old. These are the most ridiculous okay, list of questions check. I've ever seen. It's not too long. Which also reminds me, the the setter of this test, like the minister in charge of the citizenship test, yeah. failed her own test that that, that she was uh, I, I heard that, that marks as an entry of whether or not you're allowed to become a British citizen, and the minister failed it. 
So. I, I mean, I'm not going to judge you here because I don't think I would. So I'm, I'm going to put that in as a pre kind of cursor that I just think this test is the most stupid thing. Do you want to participate as but well? I'll, yeah, I'll give it my best it. shot and I'm not going to do any excuses a- apart from that I hate everything about this test. We were born and raised British, but we're going to fail this. Year. Actually, the be... first few questions, I think. Okay, actually, well, no, let, let's, just, okay. let's just go. Question number one. Queen Elizabeth II is the head of the Church of England. True or false? False. True. I would have said true. Oh, because that's the Church of England. She's not the head of it. Is she? Henry VIII was. Well, I clicked true and it's correct. Hey! Yeah. I thought it was like the Pope or something. Henry VIII like, set priest. up the Church of England. No, it's not the Pope. Wait, what did you say, Anna? It's basically how Henry VIII managed to get divorced because he made himself oh. head of Church of England so he could decide. Oh, you should watch the TV show The Tudors. No, I don't remember my history. I remember we doing it's history. right up your street. street. I actually binged it recently. Thankfully, we have an expert on hand. <laughs> How often are elections held in the UK? Every four years, every five years, every seven years, or every two years? Depends. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I it's supposed it to be every five years. This was, this was in 2014. It's supposed to be every five years. Oh, I thought it was four. That's America, presidential. Every five oh, years. Okay. But, I mean, we, when we were at uni, we voted on three pretty uh, key events. We had yeah, first we year, had it was votes. 2015 election, second year referendum, and third year was 2017 election. I remember Ed Miliband. Oh, man. That bacon sandwich. <laughs> that bacon sandwich. My God. Could you imagine making that yeah. bacon sandwich and thinking that this was going to be the result of that? Okay. Question number three. When were women given the vote? 1754, 1837, 1918, or 1923? I think oh, it's going to be the latest man. one. It's, it's last two definitely dates the last, yeah. one of the last it's, two. It's um, basically, I think the sexist prick, so I think it's going to be the last one. What's the last one you said? 1923. The latest one in years. I was thinking yeah, 19, uh, 1918. I can't have a gut feel. We're, we're on a 100% record at the moment. So. Well, James is on a 100% record. So shall I just go with which one I think? <laughs> Oh, yeah, you go, I think... So you think 18? No. 23? Oh, yeah, 19, 18. Wait, yeah. what do you think it is? You're in the, in the background. Suffer we have an audience. Okay, I'm just going to go She's with... She's going to be really Anna's upset with me yeah. if I've got this wrong. I think it's 1918. Yes. Yeah. What is it? It's 1918. Yeah. I've got Thank zero God. right. <laughs> <laughs> I basically may to just head out right now. Head out there. Any country willing to take me, please? You're on zero? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> when was the Battle of Bosworth? The what? The Battle of Bosworth, if I'm pronouncing that right. Well, let me use sure. the live I, I remember the name. But I, I <laughs> we have 1484, 1485, 1487, 1489, and 1495. <laughs> they so haven't very, given us yeah, many not, clues. Not much leeway. So I like, think it begins with a 14. Yeah. 1485. You know in uni when you could just exit the... Um, it's correct. The exit. Oh, oh. Yeah. <laughs> I, that was a complete guess. Um, I would have walked out the exam at this yeah. point. <laughs> I thought we were supposed to be asking this quiz for you to like fail miserably. Yeah, I know. You're Me doing pretty too, well. yeah. Okay, which act brought an end to slavery in the United Kingdom? The Slavery Act, <laughs> Anti-Slavery Act, the Emancipation Act, or the Freedom from Slavery Act? I think it's the that last one. one. Freedom or slavery, I like to think. It's, oh, it's, it's not, wrong. Is it? It's wrong, it's the Emancipation uh, yeah. Act. 
What is Eman- what, what does that word mean? Emancipation. Emancipation. Act. I imagine it means along the lines of freedom Anti- from slavery. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's just a guess. I don't know. <laughs> How old is the Big Ben? One hundred and twenty. One hundred and forty-three. One hundred and fifty-five. Or one hundred and eighty. Let's have a let's have a think. Let's go backwards. So wait. Say so the one hundred and eighty makes Big Ben. This is also in t- two thousand and fourteen. This quiz. Eighteen. Was Oh, I'd like to go 150. The one five option. What was that? 155. Yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking 1850s kind of makes sense. Because I remember something. Yeah. I'm not sure. I, I'm, if it's my delusion, but like I, could, I thought I saw a post about 150 years Big Ben or something. Right or wrongly, like, I'm going to go with Hamish and. 155. I've been wrong all the time, so. Not wrong this time. Hey! It's 155. Hey! You're welcome back in the UK now. Yeah. <laughs> you can stay. How old do you have to be to go into betting shops? 14, 16, 17, or 18? 18 years old. Is it just going into shops? 18 years old. You can't gamble. You have to it's be both. 18 to gamble. It's both. It? It's 18. Yeah. Correct. Don't try doing that thing. What do you call it? Like well, making, making a second guess. Yeah. The voting age is 18. It is. But when was that enforced? 1918, oh. 1929, 1949. Or 1969. I'm going to think it was like the earliest one because they, like for ages, they only let, or at least in America, they only let you vote if you were a white male who owned some land. And I think it was only kind of one vote for, per household. I don't know if that would have been. You'll go for the latest. Yeah, I yeah. don't. I'm like clueless, yeah. 96.9. Yeah. I'm going to go for the earliest. The year we had men on the moon. I'm going to go for the earliest, but I. Shamefully, so have no idea. Earliest, you're going yeah, I have no idea. Anna, do you want a uh, contribution here? I think it's ninety. Wait, so it's nineteen eighteen, nineteen twenty nine, forty five, sixty nine. I think it's twenty nine. Okay, I'm going to go for the one. N- <laughs> three of you haven't said nineteen forty five. Hamish is on the roll. Hamish is on a roll. You're kidding. Interesting. I had no idea. What's the minimum age for drinking alcohol in a restaurant? It's always 18. 21, duh. 16, if you actually have a meal. (laughs) It's actually 17. (laughs) This is the in-betweeners, isn't it? Uh, Will gets out his little uh, rule book and says you can have a cider or perry with you. (laughs) 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 <laughs> if you have the carvery with the uh, with the uh, supervised adult, eighteen. So, I mean, that's what I'd say. But I'd say sixteen. But I don't know if uh, the in between have Yeah, on. you can't drink at sixteen, can you? But if you have a meal, no, you know that's that's bullshit. You know, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna trust the in betweeners and fact check this, and I'll go for sixteen with a meal. Okay, I'm gonna... with a with a meal with a responsible adult. Of oh, it, doesn't, it doesn't say that though. Oh. Could just be with the lads, you know. But you go about to be Brexit. In that case, country. I'm gonna say 18. I think we'll give Hamish the benefit of doubt. He's on a bit of a roll, so we go 18. Patrick, and that it's 16 with a meal, isn't it? Wrong. What? You can purchase alcohol in the UK when you're 18, but you're allowed to drink some with a meal in a restaurant or a with pub. an adult. Come on, that was. Plus, we don't have that. Maybe we got to write in. That was because that was the whole thing about paying for that. <laughs> Lonely man's <laughs> drinks all night if they sat with him. Why the fuck are you giving a 16-year-old alcohol? I don't know, Hamish. No comment. On Remembrance Day, many people observe a two-second silence. True or false? 
Very true. True. I thought it was a minute. Lest we forget. I thought it was a minute. Two minutes. Oh, yeah. Good point. It says two second silence. Oh, well, it's way longer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Two second silence. That's what the question says. Because I... I, I, Go on. So I'm going false. Yeah. Correct. You would have just failed. It's actually a two minute silence. I'm still on the wrong. I'm pretty sure Aaron said two minute silence in there. Oh, mate. You said two seconds. That's what... And I'm like, two seconds? What? Can the Council of Europe make laws for the UK? Yes or no? Infamously, yes. Well, they said no. Oh, is it the... Oh, peak. (laughs) I don't think like a massive twat here. (laughs) I don't think the Council of Europe, but I think maybe like... What is that other thing called? The European Parliament. Yeah. Can they? Okay, yeah. That's all I'm thinking of. But I wouldn't. Okay. I wouldn't have got that right. I would have written yes because I wouldn't have known the name difference. Okay. Let's 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 swiftly moving on. That's so what does the shadow cabinet do? Hides in the shadows of the House of Commons. <laughs> builds the cabinets no. for the House of Parliament. Challenges the government yes. on its policies, or perform, performs only ceremonial duties. So the shadow cabinet is the formal opposition. They lay out their cabinet in the way that they would lay it out if they were in government yeah and so i'm i imagine their role is to challenge, challenge the government on its policies correct last question how many members are there in a jury in scotland 10 12 15 or 18 i'm just gonna go 12 i, I think, think it's 12 there's 12 when you there's 12 when i was uh, on jury that's what i was thinking uh, but should we just go with that yeah Nah, have, it's wrong. It's fifteen. They have a bigger jury. I mean, it makes sense to have a an odd number in the jury. Do you want to find our see our results? Well, how many did you need to pass? Like, okay, I don't think. Well, I, I would have not met that. Pass this before. tells us you got eight out of thirteen right. You failed. Yeah. You were so close, though. You would definitely pass next time. Ah, I mean, you nearly passed, which is almost as good. And who even cares how old Big Ben is or when voting reform happened? If the questions were about things that really mattered, like what to put on your fish and chips, vinegar, duh, you'd pass. That is a controversy. I was right up with it until they said vinegar. No, 8 out of 13 is a lot better than what I thought we'd do before I started this. I'm not an exam person, so... I'm just a bit miffed about the European Council question. That was an obvious trap. Ah, well. Okay. Better Better than I anticipated. Coming to an end on the episode now? Time for our common questions. As Wrap it up. Aaron's been having issues with me calling a quick fire qu- questions in previous episodes. First question. Dead or alive, who would you like to third wheel you? So third wheel in the, in the sense of... In, on a date, who would you want to third wheel you? This is going to be a celebrity. You're, on a, you're on a date with it your girlfriend and someone oh, can so this, third wheel you. This changes if I have to accust, uh, kind of... No, it changes <laughs> if I have to accustom my choice to someone that Anna will also get along with. So if, if I was saying for me personally, on a second wheel basis, I'd go Alan Turing, the inventor of the modern computer, this, uh, decryptor of the Enigma machine, Some interesting all-round wartime legend. Uh, and yeah, I think he has a really interesting story as well, post-war and... Uh, how horrific the treatment of uh, homosexuals were in the 1950s in this country. And I think it'd also be nice to bring him back and see how society has changed in, in the modern era and how he wouldn't get that kind of treatment as well currently. Uh, if, I, if I had to bring a third wheel for Anna and me, then 
It's a bit of a tougher question. I've not really thought of this. Sam Fender. Big up. Really talented uh, singer-songwriter. Won, won the Brits Critics' Choice, as Anna has just said. Uh, yeah, we fantastically got tickets. Um, but he, his, his lyrics are, yeah, they're, like, he's one of the kind of first artists that I actually like listen like, intently to the lyrics rather than just kind of smashing them out um, at the club, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Raving. Exactly, you know me. Um, yeah, he, he speaks about some kind of some real shit these days. So, yeah, he's definitely got some interesting opinions. These are some deep, deep dates you're going to have. Deep dates. Deep third yeah. winning dates. Yeah. Okay, second question. You're on Condemn Me. Brilliant show. What, uh, what meal are you cooking? So, Come Dine With Me. Fantastic television show. Dave Lamb. Unbelievable presenter or narrator. He just, he makes it. I mean, it, it makes itself as well, to be fair. There's some really good uh, episodes on there. But I have to say, we have made some fantastic Mexican food recently. Nachos. Um, nachos. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, quick sidestep onto nachos. As Aaron and me, I would say, infamously enjoyed our nachos in, in second year. I would say that. Like, to the point where we'd have it kind of, I would at least have it kind of yeah, a couple I of think, times a week. I think you took it over. <laughs> I, I took it to the next level, I think. Like, I, it was so healthy. I'd have like basically crisps for dinner. <laughs> but my God, that was so good. Um, and it got to the point where I was challenged that I couldn't give up nachos for a term. Oh yeah, I remember Which I, I did eventually do, but I don't think I ate any healthier at the time <laughs> but yeah um mexican love love everything to do with that cuisine to be honest they can do no wrong but we made a really nice kind of cheesy chorizo-y dip that you kind of have have some nachos with oh and then what what's the main something what was our main enchiladas fajitas Wait, so nachos are a star your nachos yeah. No, not not the ones you necessarily make for like dinner. So for my main course, I would uh, make a kind of a beef chili, or I'd actually say kind of turkey chili. Controversially, turkey mince is kind of that's my go-to mince these days. But yeah, make a big kind of bowl of chili, have some wraps, wrap it up, some rice. Love that, and then dessert. Rogue choice, but. One one day, about fifteen years ago, I was flicking through the channels on TV and went on the Food Channel. Saw Rachel Allen, TV chef, <laughs> cooking up this incredible-looking chocolate and hazelnut tart, and I just had to Google it. I had to find out what this recipe was, and I've had that on my birthday every year. From my oh, mind, really? <laughs> oh wow! Really not amazing. Like so, it's chocolate ganache on the top. Oof. Then, uh, good word, yeah. ganache. Um, makes you really makes it really seem like you know what you're you're talking about <laughs> yeah, when you say yeah. chocolate ganache. Because if you just say chocolate and cream, doesn't have the same effect. Underneath that is a kind of caramel layer of roasted hazelnuts. 
delicious. So it's kind of like make caramel, chop in the uh, throw in the nuts, give it a good old stir, coat them, coat them in the caramel, and then uh, just in a kind of short crust pastry base. Absolutely delightful. Nice. A ten out of ten dessert, I'd say. Would you get the? Would you be winning that episode? Probably not. Would you get a? Uh, I know I don't watch Come Down with Me, but the, one of the only things I know is there's that like really funny clip of the guy who won, and he's like, <laughs> "You won, Jade." <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I hope you're proud of yourself or something like that. Take you a thousand pounds and get out of my property. <laughs> yeah, that's a spend it on some decorum lessons. That's a classic. That is a brilliant episode. Many good moments. Yeah. One question. Third and final question. What is the worst third wheeling experience you've had or any interesting third wheeling experience you've had? So I've thought about this a lot. Um, <laughs> I've not really been able to come up with much. I'll tell you for why. Um, so kind of going to a, an all-guys school uh, throughout the years 11 to 18 meant that there were very little opportunities for any of my friends to kind of get into relationships and let alone me so um really struggle to be a second wheel for anyone let alone third so i don't really have too many moments from from school that where i can be like an awkward teenage third wheel what was it that we talked about earlier oh yeah, yeah. but on the horizon um <laughs> Me and my girlfriend are going to be moving in together soon, kind of in the in the new year. But we're we're keeping my current flatmate, so that is going to be three of us in a two bed house, and I think that's that's probably going to be quite a big third wheel, kind of constantly there, third wheel yeah. for for a few years. That's about it. Fortunately for her. Fortunately for her. Well, unfortunately, it depends. You can see it both ways. Yes. Maybe. Wait, unfortunately for which person? Let the audience decide. <laughs> <laughs> okay, and now we'll, we'll end it with uh, some shout-outs. Shout so each of us can get a shout-out. So it can be about anything. It can be your dog, your, a TV show you've watched recently, a restaurant, some food, something you've bought recently. So take it away. Does anyone want to go first? Yeah, Hamish? So the hand up from Hamish. Based on one of our earlier discussions... Um... I'd like to give a shout out to those um, people who do those customer service jobs and that make yes. everyone else happy. So those bus drivers, oh, train drivers, shout out. That uh, the people fantastic. who that one person who works at Baker Street, anyone else who James mentioned, um, and the person at um, San Francisco Customs, um, anyone along those lines, anyone who makes um, people just cheer up. Um, shout out to yourselves. You do make a big difference, um, and it is appreciated. Love that. That is. I can't beat that. So Aaron, That's you go a, next. <laughs> okay. Um, I'm going to shout out to James and Anna for oh. a within 24 hours notice coming on the podcast and yeah, yeah. Coming on the podcast, hosting a place for us to, and also James's flatmate hosting a place for us to come and host the podcast today. Um, she was here earlier as an audience, but I think she got bored of you talking. She had to cut. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> That's fair. I'm sure she'll listen. As long along. As she listens. <laughs> uh, yeah, we did the quiz. Um, yeah, so shout out to them coming through. Cheers, mate. No shout out for Gina Liggins, but <laughs> <for> Bailey. <laughs> uh, Good to know. Yeah.
Beef, beef, beef. Go on, James. All right. So my shout out, I mean, it was before I came on, I was like, oh, it's definitely going to be floorball because this is a prime opportunity to reach thousands of people yeah. um, and sing praises about floorball. But I think I've already done that. And then my second choice was going to be Sam Fender. Already t- ticked that off as well. Um, so I'm going to go slightly, slightly off piste and go for a Thai restaurant that I've uh, had in Lincoln. Uh, so that's where I've been working recently. And it's called Thai Marina. It's right on the waterfront in, in Lincoln. And it had, I had my favorite meal of 2019 there. And what? I said this in the office and I got a bit of like, bit of like, oh, come on, please. <laughs> and then someone backed me up and said the same dish that I had, which is the half duck, my word, rice noodles and rice, like this amazing like soy sauce, which I can't stop banging on about to anyone who will listen. But he backed me up and he said, favorite meal of my life. So of his life. I mean, if it that's that's a compliment. This is only 2019 for you. I mean, <laughs> I I thought that that was being quite a, an outrageous statement as it was. Yeah. But I can't think of many meals that I would have. Like I'd be so keen to have again than that half duck from Time Arena. So that's yeah. that's my shout out. The half duck at Time Arena, Lincoln. Shout out to them. Shout out. Keep it up. Anyway, thank you, James, for coming on the podcast today. Oh, it's been my pleasure. It's been a good chat. Thanks for coming on. Yeah, let's go get some Nando's. Yeah, out for Nando's. Nando's. I'll see you all, speak to you all next episode. See ya. Bye.